Welcome back to Conversations for the Good. Hello, Dr. Jane. Hello, Anna. How are you today? I'm doing good. How about yourself? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thank you. You know, this, this practice of turning toward the discomfort can be such a tricky situation. I've been thinking, you know, been working on this all week, and I do my best to remain in the observer self, as you've taught me, but there are certain circumstances, whether they be past and present, that are powerful triggers. And before I know what's happening, I'm swept away. Well, Anna, you know, we all have those moments. You know, the important piece is to recognize it and move our attention away from the thoughts and the feelings and rest again in a different um, neutral vantage point. You know, the breath, that's why we use the breath early on in our practices. You know, we're not suggesting that the negative and potentially reactive components of our life disappear. You know, and, and we're really not looking to detach from difficulties in that way. You know, it's, it's okay to want things to be different. You know, it's okay to want to improve or be better in some way. You know, what we want is to be open to the experience of acceptance. You know, see the truth of the way things are in this moment. You know, it's okay to, to, to be with that sentiment of, you know, I don't like this. You know, yet it's what's happening right now, or it happened back then. You know, this stance really doesn't solve the issue, but it provides a pause, you know, a pause for us, which, which may allow us to see things more clearly or maybe in a unique way. Hmm. Or possibly even reach a, a better understanding of our reactivity because we've identified the state you know, either we're in a reactive state, exhausted or, or adult state. Um, you know, yes, I, I get that. And sometimes it saves a day and other times it's so easy to be pulled into that cyclone of drama. Well, yes, you know, and this is why we advocate practice, 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 you know, repetition helps reprogram the, the brain's response, that little pause that we create in the moment of awareness is where we step out of that cyclone of drama. You know, we're aware of the drama playing out in our emotional bundle. We're just not in it. You know, we're no longer a hostage. And, and in the moment, the potential is for us to see it and let it be just as it is. You know, and this may appear like a small thing, but in reality, it's a monumental shift. You know, we're not liking it or condoning it or even judging it. We're letting the truth be as it is, you know, and this is where our mindful awareness becomes the portal for conscious choice. Hmm, that's really interesting. So how so, Dr. Jane? Well, well, Anna, because we're, we're staying open to what's happening, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly, without judgment. So we're, we're holding the reality as it is. Sometimes this means holding the pain of the reality as it is. We're not indifferent. We're not apathetic. You know, we're in touch with all that's arising. And by staying close to our experience and not reacting, we disrupt the old conditioned patterns. So the neural pathways in our brain fire new patterns, you know, and because we're attuned to the physical signals, you know, we're also available to receive what, what I very often uh, label as non-conceptual information, you know, those intuitive hits the wisdom that come from our felt sense experience, you know, and this dynamic process creates 
the psychosocial physical environment for really the formulation of conscious choices. Hmm. Well, you refer to this moment as a portal. You know, that's an interesting choice of words. Well, on a mindfulness and, and mindful awareness really are not a destination. You know, in fact, I often have, have said in my classes, you know, if you want a destination, go to Chicago. <laughs> because mindful awareness is a portal. A portal is a, a, a an entrance, sometimes a grand entrance, you know. And I think of, of um, mindfulness as an entrance or a passageway to new possibilities through new choices. So with mindfulness practices, we can deliberately choose a different approach or response to the issues at hand. And without the strategy, we keep doing what we've always done, right? Which becomes our way of life. Well, that's right. You know, so let's look at the whole picture. You know, without mindful awareness, we don't step off the train of our mind, that, that train that runs 24-7, you know, so our reactivity persists. Probably it's going to worsen, you know, and it can become the prevalent style of coping, you know, or, or not coping, you know, and the, the effects of this can be devastating because it colors how we see ourselves in the world. You know, we're seeing everything through critical lenses of negativity, you know, and we're trapped in the judgments of our past and, and brooding about both the past and the future, and this becomes consuming. So as this continues, our thinking becomes what we call overgeneralized. So neg- negativity becomes the weave of everything, and it actually dulls our recollection of more positive experiences. So we reside as a hostage to our thoughts and emotions, feeling trapped in what seems like an irreversible funk. Oh, this makes so much sense. You know, I know people who have lived much of their lives in that kind of funk. Yes. You know, and it's it's sad and, and an emotionally draining way to live. You know, so with mindful awareness, we observe the multiple dimensions of our experience, you know, physical, mental, emotional, without entering the drama or fueling it in any way. You know, we're not judging. We're not criticizing. We're remaining um, only with the unfolding of what's happening or what happened. You know, it's also important to note that we're not zoning out. We're not numbing out. You know, if, if unpleasant emotions are present, we turn toward them, observing them, allowing them to move through us. Yeah, Dr. Jane, I think that's so important to know. You know some people I've, I've talked to think that anything that is related to a meditation process is about escaping, detaching, you know, running away from the reality Well, yes, you know, this is an old bias, and it's really fostered by those who don't understand the process, you know, and quite frankly, you know, it is true that we're stepping away from the suffering, you know, to stay at the suffering is to remain in a perpetuating kind of a negative producing situation and wishing that things were different, you know, however, in the mindful meditative practices that we're talking about, the observer self part of our consciousness is tracking what we're thinking and feeling. And if we remain in awareness, we also have access sometimes to why we're interpreting and responding in certain ways, you know, and this can become a skill set with practice, you know, to see ourselves more clearly, more accurately, you know, and, and also pose the question, you know, is this who I want to be? Is this the best version of myself? 
Yeah. And, and this is the path that we're choosing to take, right? You know, locating the best and highest part of ourselves and living more fully from it. Well, yes. You know, otherwise we're operating, you know, in the same old ways and finding ourselves increasingly dissatisfied with ourselves and others in the world. You know, and these emotions often become so habitual that we don't recognize them, you know, as the mental emotional events that really can be modified. You know, we identify them as really who we are. You know, this is who I am. And we often defend our interests and discount the, 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 um, the reactive negativity um, and, and anything that, that seems different from this particular set, you know, is, um, is really going to trigger more reactivity. So we're reenacting our habits and invariably, Invariably, you know, reinforcing pre-established patterns in all all phases of our life, you know, and and much of our overt acti- overt act, uh, activity and and reactivity and negativity, you know, are projected onto others, you know, and this is where things really get dicey, because it, it seals the deal. The reason that of our unhappiness then becomes it's not about me; it's outside of me. You know, and and so it's like they, the proverbial they, if they would just get themselves together, you know, I can finally be happy. (laughs) Yeah. Good luck with that, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. This goes back to that adage, you know, um, happiness is an inside job. Well, yes. You know, which is why we're accessing our present moment awareness as a primary skill in this quest to live more consistently from our best and highest self. You know, we want to be able to explore where we've been, where we've come from. You know, you need to be able to stand in an open and accepting position from which we can investigate the life patterns that that, um, have been created from all of our thought patterns. You know, the patterns that hold our beliefs and values in check, you know, either hold them in check or not. Um, The patterns that trip us up and prevent us from living that best version of ourselves. Yeah, sometimes we know what it is, as you say, you know, it's tripping us up, but we can we can't seem to consistently keep old habits from playing out again and again. Yes, yes. You know, and our, our regular practice of awareness keeps us tuned in to the body-mind patterns. And we can begin to locate really the, the onset of habitual triggers and responses. You know, the key is that um you know, when we think about it, you know, over time, you know, to know when and where particular, uh, any particular thought, I should say, is taking us. And in our awareness, make new choices, you know, not to attach to the old way, the old patterns. This is done um, consistently. And when it's done consistently, we begin to reprogram ourselves. So our emotions really no longer have the power to hijack us, you know, and this this has to take place over time and with kindness and curiosity. Otherwise, our, our self-criticism becomes the driving force. And this just feeds and breeds the reactivity and habitual patterns. And we certainly don't want that to happen, right? So No. Yeah, so instead, we're building our mindfulness skills. And this allows us to deepen into our self-discovery with real acceptance and even we don't necessarily, even when we don't necessarily like what we discover, correct? <laughs> well, yeah. And, and this is how we move toward that mindful portal. It's accepting and allowing, being with whatever arises without resistance. 
you know, we're the observer self, that neutral part of our consciousness, seeing clearly without judgment. You know, this is a very subtle kind of reflection. You know, there's nothing to do or fix. We're merely resting in the awareness, you know, and this is where the difference between thought and awareness and between uh, doing and being become more obvious. You know, the only path to the portal and through the portal is to let go of the busy, busy, busy doing mind and experience being in the awareness of the moment. And this is often referred to uh, as pure awareness. You know, it's the path of practices, you know, that all the practices really that, that we've been talking about and following. Yes, and we've started our practices with concentration on one thing at a time, our breath first, then body sensations, all the while observing the autopilot thinking and all its forms of distraction and acknowledging the thoughts, yet always returning to our intended focus of attention. That's right. That's right. And then we practice giving full attention to the thought stream, you know, watching the movement of thoughts across the sky of the mind. You know, and, and during this practice, you know, we're not attaching or in any way fueling any part of the thought pattern. You know, it's going to arise and we just let it keep moving. You know, and this is really a transitional practice. You know, we're no longer um, pulling our, we're no longer pulled our attention away from the thoughts. You know, with this, we're giving full attention to the flow of thoughts, you know, allowing ourselves to see exactly what they are and where they go. And we're becoming skillful with where we align our attention and how we witness every dimension of that emotional bundle that we've talked about, you know, the thoughts, the feelings, the body sensations, the impulses. And this allows us to begin turning toward the difficulties, you know, and, and in a position so that we can see the difficulties, we observe the patterns of the difficulties, the thoughts, the emotions, the reactivity without being taken hostage. No attachment, no drama. Dr. Jane, there's a real sense of liberation when we can maintain our own mindful awareness. It doesn't seem to move in that direction for me without that gentleness and kindness. Well, I think you've hit on the important piece on it. You know, the loving kindness is often what allows us to move away from the emotional bundle and all of the habitual identifications that tend to hijack us. You know, this, this loving kindness creates you know, and, and a pause in which pure awareness arises and moves us toward that portal, that passageway to a deeper experience. You know, an experience kind of a, it often is a, is a new sort of, a new sort of um, wakefulness. You know, mm-hmm. having overcome our struggles, we may find a sense of, of real oneness, a deep oneness within this experience, and often a sense of abiding with a deep, silent source of wholeness, a wholeness from which all other experiences arise. And this often is called presence. Mm, Yeah, this path of mindful awareness takes practice. Yet if we learn to stay in in the moment with whatever is showing up and learn to stop wrestling with the thinking and feelings that we all experience, you know, on a daily basis, we find at last a, a place of peace serenity and even if it's momentary you know it's just such a a wonderful place to be (laughs) yes yes you know and out of that's the key you know with the serenity that you speak of we find that nothing is permanent everything is changing 
you know, and the acceptance that we cultivate also heightens, heightens this new understanding. You know, many of the fears and, and guilt from the past lose their heft. You know, we see through them because we're, we're learning to hold ourselves without judgment and with kindness and compassion. That can be a tough call. You know, many of us don't have an experience of self-regard in our history. We may know how to treat others with gentleness and compassion, but ourselves, you know this, Dr. Jane, not so much. (laughs) Yes. You know what, Anna, you're right. You know, there's a saying, you can't give what you don't have. Mm -hmm. You know, and the more stressed and vulnerable we are, the less likely we are to, to be able to access compassion for anyone else, much less ourselves. You know, we're more likely find a scarcity of acceptance and love and respect for ourselves. You know, and, and that's why loving kindness and, and a practice of loving kindness, you know, is such an important component in our quest to live more consistently from our best and highest self. You know, we need to operate from a base of honor and integrity and compassion, starting with ourselves. And this extends to how we treat others and, and how we relate to the world at large. And we can cultivate this through the practice of loving kindness. Oh, I love that loving kindness uh, practice. And that meta is just so wonderful. And uh, we re- actually reviewed this when we had our conversation about the crisis in Ukraine. Yes, yes. Because at that time, given the news reports from Ukraine, you know, we were needing to quiet our fears and the sense of hopelessness and helplessness and focus on being an agent of loving kindness, starting with ourselves and extending it to those in the war zone. So, you know, today our intentions are going to be similar. We're looking to cultivate kindness and empathy with ourselves and others. We begin by settling ourselves. That's right. That's right. We move our attention to our breath, focusing on the in-breath and the out-breath, you know, letting it be just as we find it. And because we've been practicing this very often, just within a few rounds of focusing on the breath, we really begin to settle in. And then we start taking in sensations of the body, noticing surface contact, inner sensations. And then once we feel comfortable in these sensations, we allow sounds to come into our awareness, allowing sounds to be just as they are, and then allowing the sounds to fade into the background. And next, bringing in our thoughts, moving like clouds across the sky of the mind, just letting the thought stream flow. And once we feel settled and quiet, we can begin the metta practice, the loving kindness practice. And with each phrase, what we want to be open to is dropping each of the phrases deep within ourselves, like pebbles into the depths of a well. And so we start, starting always with ourselves. May I be free from suffering. Just let that silently drop within. May I be happy and healthy. May I have ease of being. And then extending the loving kindness to our loved ones. 
may they be free from suffering. May they be happy and healthy. May they have ease of being. And then extending this loving kindness to strangers. May they be free from suffering. May they be happy and healthy. May they have ease of being. And we also want to include those that we might find difficult, sending them the blessing as well. May they be free from suffering. May they be happy and healthy. May they have ease of being. And then to all sentient beings of the world, again, including us, may we all be free from suffering. May we all be happy and healthy. May we all have ease of being. That was wonderful, Dr. Jane. I certainly needed that today. Are there any other practices for the week? Well, Anna, I always suggest that we stay with that three-minute breathing space. You know, doing it at least a couple times a day and then whenever we need it. You know, it's such a sure way to reconnect to our present moment awareness. And we always start that three-minute breathing space, the first minute, with a panoramic view of our current thoughts and feelings and body sensations. And in the second minute, we gather all of our attention solely to our breath. And in the third minute, we do a mini body scan and we begin breathing with our body in its wholeness. Yeah. That's wonderful. And a question for the week? Well, Anna, I'm going to suggest that since we're focused on loving kindness, that we forego the question and instead let's all do an anonymous random act of kindness. Oh, that's wonderful. Just a, a random act of kindness. What a great way to start the week. Thank you, Dr. Jane. Thank you, Anna. Until our next conversation. <laughs> 